I think you can't toe the line of a hundred and not be confident that you can finish it, whether it be true confidence or untrue confidence. Dizruns Radio, episode eleven hundred and thirty, starts in three, two. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey, y'all, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, uh, if you've been paying attention to me for very long, and even if you haven't been t- paying attention for me for very long, you've probably figured out that I am nothing if not a simple creature. Like, life is complicated. I try to not add more complexity to the already complicated, uh, sometimes with varying results, it, it, admittedly. Uh, sometimes I've been known to make a mountain out of a molehill, but, but in general... I try to keep things as simple as possible on all fronts, you know, heart rate training, run below a certain level of effort, um, nutrition, you know, eat when you're hungry, uh, that, that type of thing. And, uh, sometimes though, there is a problem with, with oversimplification of things. And that's why I love today's sponsor, uh, continuing the relationship that, that we have over the last, you know, several months, uh, with amino co and, and they make amino acid supplementation in case you're unaware with different blends, some more of a recovery product, some more of a, of a pre-race type of a pre-run, you know, uh, kind of spike, a little, a little boost, a little, little how you doing before you get going. Um, but I, you know, one of the reasons that I enjoy it and, and, you know, it, it just makes, it makes things simple, right? Like I try to eat fairly healthily, you know, fairly whole fooded, whole fooded. Sure. We'll go with that. Uh, you know, real foods, things like that. And, uh, I know at least I assume that there's, there's some gaps in the diet. There's some things I could do better with in terms of, you know, vitamins and, and fruits and veggies and things like that. And as much as I try to do well, I try not to overcomplicate things. Right. And that's where adding a little scoop of amino acids, a little bit of, uh, you know, the, the recovery blend, the little bit of the perform blend before a run, or for me, a midday pick me up. It, it just helps to know that like any gaps getting filled in, getting a little bit of boost, a little bit of muscle recovery, action with the amino acids, which are, you know, kind of a key, key piece of the puzzle when you're being active and running and training and maybe, maybe doing a little strength training too. I don't know. Are we, are we doing strength training? We should be doing strength training. Anyway, one way or the other, I, I love that I can just rely on a little, a little scoop, a little hitter here and there of amino acids from amino co to just kind of help fill in the gaps, help keep me moving forward, staying healthy and making progress towards my running goals. And if you'd like to keep one aspect of your life, maybe make it just a little bit simpler maybe add some amino acids to the mix. Uh, aminoco.com slash disruns is the link to let them know that their sponsored dollars are being utilized. And uh, at checkout, if you use disruns as the discount code, that'll save you 30%. So, you know, not not a bad option. You know, get uh, get on get on board the amino acid train if that's something that is uh, enticing to you. If you're already on board, but you're not using Aminoco, hey, check them out. Check them out and uh, see if it maybe compares, maybe even... If I may be so bold, is a step up from what you're using. I don't know. Not saying, just saying. Anyway, check it out. Aminoco.com slash Dizruns. Dizruns at checkout. And now without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. 
Hey, y'all. Uh, today's guest is someone that I've been loosely connected with on Twitter for, I, honestly, I don't know how long. I feel like it's been a while, but, uh, you know, the social media life, like it, sometimes four years feels like a week, and sometimes a week feels like four years. But one way or the other, we've been connected on Twitter for a while, and I'm really looking forward to uh, finally having a proper chat with him, getting to know him a little bit better, you know, more than more than whatever we're at, up to with, with Twitter these days, 260 characters or whatever it is uh, at a time. Um, and I'm pretty sure... And this is one of those instances where, you know, if I if I would have gotten off my rear end and made this conversation happen a while ago, um, I'm pretty sure that we've we've shared the race course at least a few times over the years. Um, and had we done this before, we might have been able to meet up at a race, maybe done this post race. I don't know, you know, but but whatever um, that that may or may not come up in today's conversation. But, uh, you know, just put it out there. Um, but anyway, however, this all shakes out. I'm excited to go a few easy miles today uh, with Mr. Greg Ryan. So, Greg, thanks for joining us today and, and welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me on, man. It was a, it was a nice surprise to get your message. Yeah, looking looking forward to it. And y'all, if you enjoyed today's conversation, want to follow along with Greg and, and see all of the things he's up to. He's he's in all the social medias. Unlike unlike me, you know, I'm I'm just kind of an Instagram, Twitter guy. Maybe dabble a little bit on YouTube, but he's in he's on all of them. So Instagram and Twitter, he's got the same handle in both of those places, and that's at Greg in O R L for Orlando at Greg in O R L on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, TikTok and YouTube. He's one of those TikTokers. I, you know, I don't know about this TikTok thing, but uh, maybe maybe one of these days I'll, I'll stop being curmudgeon about it. But anyway, if you're on the TikToks, if you want to find him on the YouTube, he's same handle in both of those locations as well. Different than the Instagram and Twitter handle, though, so that's where he makes it confusing. At Orlando Ultra Runner, all one word, all jumbled in there together on TikTok, TikTok and YouTube. Uh, at Orlando Ultra Runner. So again, Greg in O-R-L, Instagram, Twitter, Orlando Ultra Runner, uh, TikTok and YouTube. Not sure which one is which way is up and what side is 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 where and all the social media things. Dizruns.com slash eleven thirty. We'll have you sorted as always in the show notes. Be able to link you up and, and one click you to whatever social media platform of choice you have that you want to connect with Greg there. Dizruns.com slash one one three zero. So Greg, the way we always start off the show is with a pretty simple and straightforward question. Uh, sometimes it's an easy one to answer, sometimes it's a little more difficult, and especially I feel like for the ultra runners among us. Um, yes. of which I think you, you proudly claim to be one, uh, it tends to be a little bit more difficult because there's a lot of good options out there. But one way or the other, it's a good place to start the conversation. And it's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Well, I, I became an ultra runner kind of after the pandemic. So it's like, if you asked me this pre-2020, I probably would have said 10 miles. Okay. Um, you know, because you feel like you can, you can race that hard. It's yeah. And still, you know, run the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. But now that I've gotten into the ultras, I think it's, I think it's 50 miles. Wow. Um, it's like the half marathon of the ultra world. It's, uh, <laughs> you can get it done in a day. Um, so you, you don't have to worry about, you know, running through the night and it, it being a multi-day affair, which means it's a lot easier to schedule. Um, for me, I've I've done hundred milers, but they take, you know, they go into the next day, um, and so scheduling that around everything else, and then of course the effort required, uh, it, it takes a little more wiggle room in your schedule to do that. Where a fifty, if it's local, I can do that um, kind of on the weekend. So I'd say fifty miles is my favorite gotcha. race distance. Gotcha. Well, and that's you know. 
if I'm doing the math correctly here, you know, like you said, pre 2020 would have been would have been or at least pre pandemic of 2020, which I guess was most of all of 2020. No, no ultras. So just in a couple of years, you, you've climbed the ladder quickly. Uh, I want to I want to get into that, of course, and, and kind of hear how that yes. progression has, has played out. But going back to, to the beginning and in, in the in the before times in the pre 2020 days. <laughs> Um, when did you get started or how did you get started in the, in the sport of running, Greg? Is that something that's been long part of your life or somewhere recently ish pre 2020? Like, well, how'd you get started in the sport? Um, so I don't have this like rich history going back in, in athleticism. Um, you know, in high school I was in marching band, mm. um, but I didn't, you know, I wasn't running or doing a sport that required running in the off season. Like so many runners, um, say right. in their running history, uh, I went into the military right after high school. And so I was in the Navy and after boot camp, we ran two times a year <laughs> to qualify, uh, to stay in. And over time, because I wasn't dedicated to health, fitness, diet, exercise, um, and it wasn't really being forced on me. I had to let that time go, um, because I couldn't keep up to standards. Um, so, you know, I got out of the, <clears throat> I got out of the military and went on with my life for a few years. And, uh, as often with change, it kind of comes out of, uh, at a tragedy, I saw mortality in my family for kind of the first time, you know, with my uncle mm. and, you know, decided, you know, I need to make some changes because you can't control your family, but you can't control what you do with your life. Um, so I, uh, in 2014, my cousin had taken me to a, uh, to a run Disney event and, uh, I got to go to the party and that was fun, but I got to see her enjoying this activity of, of running and, and the community of it. Um, so when that, you know, pivot moment happened, uh, it was an easy choice to be like, well, running has done a lot for her. Maybe it could do a lot for me. Um, and so it was 2016 um, that I just started and I didn't know my town, I didn't know my area. And I just started walking, uh, like figured out what a block was, you know, what, what is a block distance wise. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of started exploring, walking, seeing what was walkable and safe. That's the biggest thing, right? Um, so I didn't even start running for maybe a month. Um, and then I found couch to 5k and that progresses like it does for a lot of people. You know, you just go, okay, well I found a 5k, I did a 5k. What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? And so down the line, 10k did my first half marathon by the end of that year. That was December. Uh, and I was supposed to do my second half marathon, um, at the Walt Disney World Half Marathon in 2017, and my cousin was going to be there. It was going to be like you know our first kind of get together because she's she's from Georgia. Okay. So it was going to be our first like running get together since I was started running. Um, and if anybody in the community knows anything about Run Disney, you have to book these so far in advance. So like you don't really know, especially if you're just starting, what you're going to be capable of nine, ten, eleven months down the line when you sign up for the race versus when you actually do it. <clears throat> so the weekend comes and, uh, anybody who was around that year probably know where this is going. Um, so in 2017, 
that Saturday there was going to be some really bad weather coming in. Mm-hmm. So they ended up preemptively, like the day before, canceling the half marathon. Right. Um, but they gave us a couple options to um, to either get a refund, get a free entry into another half marathon, uh, or if we wanted to run the marathon on Sunday. And I had done all this legwork. I'm like, I'm going to run this weekend. <laughs> so why don't I just run in the marathon? And Disney's pretty good at, you know, picking up wherever you wrap up, whether that's by choice, by injury or by pace, they'll, they'll put you on a bus. They'll take you to the finish line. So I was like, well, you know, I can do 13. That'll get me to animal kingdom. And I'll just end up on a bus whenever my time is done, you know, whenever I can't keep going or I can't keep the pace. And of course that never happened. Um, I finished my first marathon that day and, you know, a little over seven hours. And I think that changed the whole course of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um goodness that that's, that's quite the, like, I've told I've told variations of of this story a, a few times, but just just in case you, I, I'm going to assume you haven't heard it, Greg. So I'll, I'll bring it sort of up to speed. My my first marathon was also at Disney, but it was it was a few years prior to that. Um, but I was I was grossly undertrained. Like like I was mm-hmm. I was maybe trained for I was I was trained for a half marathon, maybe for 14 or 15 miles. Um, and, and I as the story as as I tell the story, whether it's completely factual or not. Uh, my longest training run before the marathon was the week before the marathon. I did 14 miles and like legitimately thought I was good to go. Like I just, I ran over, over half, so I'll be fine. Yeah. Um, you know, I finished, uh, but I was not in any way, shape or form fine to go. Um, but you know, whatever it is, is what it is. But at least I knew what I was getting myself into. I, I thought I knew I, did, I had no clue, obviously, but, <laughs> but like, I at least knew that I had signed up for 26.2 and that I was going to be out there for a while and, and whatever. Um, but for, for you getting, you know, the, the proverbial rug pulled out from underneath you of going, all right, you know, I'm, I'm excited for, for the, my first, you know, half marathon. It's, it's back at Disney where kind of this whole running thing got started a couple of years ago. Um, and then all of a sudden to like, you know, oh, by the way, you're going to run actually maybe twice as far. Like, was, was there, I mean, I know you kind of said like, I'll just go as far as I can. And if I get picked up, I get picked up. But like, like. Were you were you confident that you might be able to, or when did you realize that you might be able to finish? Like like like, kind of sounds like you weren't quite there at the beginning, but you know you kept going and dot dot dot. I mean, how did how did that that you know twenty four thirty six hour period play out from finding out that the half was canceled to? I'm gonna I guess I'm gonna run the full and and see what happens. So the first main concern was, you know, I'm a local runner for Disney, so I live in Orlando, as the handles for my social medias imply. Uh, so. I don't have a lot of winter running gear and I had a lot left at that time. Um, so with weather fronts in, in Orlando, a lot of times it's a cold front that's going to bring those bad weathers. And that's, that's what this was. So, I mean, I couldn't tell you the exact temps, but it was, it felt like it was in the high thirties. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, those races start early, right? Um, and, and way the before there's part, any for people that don't know, but if you run any big race, you know, it's, it's that you stand around for an hour and a half, two hours in the parking yes. lot waiting for the race to start. So like, if you could just roll out of the car and go, that's one thing. But when you're standing out, out in the open, like in 38 degrees, like that's cold to stand around for two hours. So concern one was, what do I wear for a race like this? Uh, what do I have that I can hobble together? Um, but by the time I got to the start line, 
finishing wasn't in my mind at all. I mean, I don't, because, you know, I had done one half marathon and my feet killed, like, that worst feet pain mm-hmm. I'd had, uh, partially because the course ran over a lot of bricks, but, like, I'd never done more than 13.1. So finishing wasn't even in my head until, you know, I, I just kept walking and t- clicking off some miles. I don't know. I thought maybe I had, could finish mile 16 or so. I mean, it was the first time I was like, oh, well, maybe I can. Um, and I just kept doing a run walk and, and eventually got to Epcot. Right. And, right. The, and the finish line after, so. What was, when, when you know, like you said, not, not sure exactly how this is going to go. We, we'll give it a shot, see what happens. Um, what was what was the feeling, emotions? I, I don't know if you, how well you can put it into words. I, I know that I've struggled to put into words the feeling of the first marathon. But again, I at least knew I was, I, I didn't know I was under trained, but I knew what I was getting myself into. Um, for this whirlwind, what was what was the, the feeling like when you got to the, you know, when you see the finish line, when you cross the finish line, when it, when it kind of settles in, maybe a day, a week, month later of like, holy crap like i just did a marathon like what was what was that feeling like if you if you can put it into words there's not much before that that had the ability to like bring a tear to your to your eye in in my life um but approaching that finish line and the energy everyone gives um i finished with a drink in my hand um and i've got a margarita Funnily enough, somebody at the finish line was celebrating their, you know, 10 years sobriety with the announcers, but, you know, live and let live. Mm-hmm. Um, but not, like I said, not much really brings emotion like, like a finish line. And, and when you're at the finish line of a marathon at what is the last hour that runners are going to be finishing, it is powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, the, everybody, me included, has given everything. They're out there, you know, three, four hours longer than a lot of the people who finished early in the race. Um, a lot of them have stories, you know, of of overcoming great adversity in their own personal lives or a personal connection uh, to to things that have happened that have driven them to run. And uh, it, it's life changing, and it definitely changed mine. Um, and opened up possibilities of, of what is possible. And I knew within minutes, you know, I would be there doing the same thing next year, but knowing that I could finish. Right. Right. So, so you, you said, at least I think I heard you say that, that, you know, that, that race really kind of changed the the trajectory of, of a lot of things, uh, certainly in your, in your running. So, you know, you, you, and then you just mentioned there, like, all right, so I finished this and I'm going to do this again. Um, and, and I know I can do it. Um, but, but, you know, I, I guess then, then the question becomes like, like, did you just kind of keep building that momentum from there? Like hit the ground running? Like, like, and again, just not, not that our stories are even remotely exactly the same, but like, so my first marathon grossly undertrained, I actually said, I'll never do this again. Didn't run for like four <laughs> months. And then, oh yeah, by the way, I'm going to, I'm going to do Disney again next year. And, and so kind of starting the process all over again. Uh, but kind of how did that transition from first marathon to, to, you know, the marathon the next year, like how did, how did that first year of like, gosh, I, I ran a marathon. Um, how did your running look and, and progress from, from that first 26.2 finish line? I'll be honest. It didn't really progress for a few years. I trained more, um, 
but I was in school at the time. And um, so, I mean, there was only so much time I could dedicate to, to running and, and marathon training uh, takes up a lot of time. But uh, especially when you're uh, a seven hour marathoner, um, the, when you try to hit those numbers and, and now I would probably be a little bit wiser and say, okay, what's more important is time versus miles. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, I was, I just downloaded the Jeff Galloway plans and they, he said, run 20 miles and running 20 miles, yeah. you know? Um, so I, I trained, but there wasn't a lot of, um, at least time-wise improvement that I'm sure if I looked, you know, at, at certain metrics from that time that there, I would see it. But, um, you know, my first three marathons, I was 70 pounds overweight mm-hmm. and, um, they all came in over seven hours. Gotcha. gotcha. And, you know, it wasn't like now, <clears throat> now I, I would run a seven hour marathon, but there was, a, there's a lot more fun involved. And, um, <laughs> Right. You know, there's a, there's a stop off for expedition Everest, <clears throat> and there's a stop off for this and that and the other and all the, all the different yeah, things yeah, that you can care, do to, to add a little time. Photos and, and food and, mm-hmm. and drink and you know, all the, all the things that, that eat up that time, uh, right. that when you're chasing cutoffs, you, you don't have time for. Right. Right. So goodness, a few, a few things in there as, as is often the case. And I, I definitely want to get into some of the more, the more ultra running things. Um, but you know, as as it happens for I think a lot of folks and and especially those that kind of get started in running and when they're somewhat at some level of adulthood where you know they got you know families or jobs or in your case school and and like you can't you can't dedicate all this time to running um, and maybe you're not at a point where you know in your running career yet where you you are even that you know you want to run a little bit but maybe not you know investing as much time and effort and energy and all the things that we do once we really are are in deep um, w- when did that when did that proverbial flip flip start to switch no when did that proverbial switch start to flip to where to where it's like all right you know maybe maybe you start to learn a little bit more maybe you, you start to push a little bit bit more in terms of distance or pace or maybe in your case like i heard in there some some pretty pretty substantial weight loss um you know w- when did when did things start to go from you know like you just said you still might do a seven hour marathon but it's a lot more fun and a lot less chasing cutoffs like when when did that progress or or evolution start to happen for you so running was only one part of what I like to call like my life reboot. And I mentioned school just as a, as a time suck, but you know, around that time I was, I was trying to reboot pretty much my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't do it all at once. Right. So I addressed exercise and then I addressed, um, schooling and, and career path and then uh, eventually uh, it came time to address diet and I you know I'd gone through a big breakup and I finally met you know who is now my fiance and I said okay now it's time to do the next step that was 2019 uh, and then address diet and like learn how to manage my relationship with food in some way that looked better than it did at the, at the time. Um, and so, yeah, I went, I went hard into, into the learning about food and, and I, I went a little too hard. Um, I lost 
sixty pounds in like three months. Oh goodness, that's that's pretty hard. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, you know I don't want to get too much into into it. Just that um, it there's a positive feedback loop that I think can um, can encourage really bad disordered patterns in our eating, especially I had no history mm. of diet. I had no, I didn't have the, my baggage with food was always on the other end, right? Growing up in a household where it was finish your plate before you get dessert. Right. Um, you know, there's starving kids in Africa, that kind of, um, when you're, when your grandparents kind of went through really hard times, so they impress on you the importance of, of utilizing all, all the food that comes into the house. Um, so that was always my baggage with food was right. <clears throat> over consumption and finishing your plate and all that kind of stuff. So I didn't have this life of ever restricting, which in some ways was really good. Um, cause when I finally decided it, like I didn't have this relationship, but it also allowed me to, to not know too much, you know, what, what is too far. And I got into some some disordered habits and, you know, and, and running 10 miles while eating 1200 calories and, you know, just stupid stuff um, that I want to look at now. Um, But, you know, when people are saying, Oh, you're looking good. You're, you know, what are you doing? What are you eating? You know, if losing a pound a week is uh, good, then losing four pounds a week is great. Uh, (laughs) And, and that's, that is a dark place that I don't want to encourage anybody to go to. Um, but I was able to kind of learn and kind of stay out what's important is what's sustainable um, and kind of transition from bad habits to hopefully better habits um, over that time. And I've maintained, you know, 65, 70 pounds of weight loss for going on four years now. Wow. Congratulations. That's, that's um, really awesome. So with, with the weight loss and came the ability to run more, to recover faster and to just to be on my feet a lot longer. Um, and so I, I just ran a lot more during that time. Um, so yeah, I went from a three day a week runner to a five day to a six day a week runner. Um, and I'm, because I was, I come from that run walk space. Mm-hmm. I think that helped. Uh, I discovered Maffetone method and heart rate training around that time. Um, so almost all my runs were easy mm-hmm. and, and truly easy, right? Like right. Um, keeping the heart rate as low as possible. And so that meant I could recover, come back the next day and do it again and again and again and again. And so that's when you saw the biggest kind of leap forward in my fitness. And by that next year I was, you know, going from a seven hour marathon to chasing a, a four hour marathon. Wow. wow. Um, and that was, if, if I'm putting pieces together from, from memory and from scrolling through your social media a little bit, that, that would have been right about like Disney marathon 2020, like right pre pandemic. Is that, is that about accurate timeline wise? Absolutely. Yeah. That was probably the first time I went for a sub four was 2020. And then I had, I didn't, I didn't hit it. I'd I'd have to look and see what it was, but, um, 
I had the LA Marathon mark of 2020, mm-hmm. um, and that's significant for obviously for multiple reasons. Um, March of 2020 was automatically sends those flags right. up for everybody. We right. all know uh, what happened. Uh, but for me personally, I went to LA trying to again to chase that sub four, and I fell two miles in. Oh no! To that race, um, and if you know the LA Marathon or kind of the geography, a lot of it's downhill mm-hmm. coming because it's it goes from the the stadium to the sea, right? So that was their big you know marquee finish right. at the ocean, uh, and so one of the steeper parts of the road, I, you know, I just tripped myself up and mm-hmm. uh, just really wrecked my knee. And it, over the next couple miles, it went from, okay, I can kind of run to, okay, I can kind of walk to, I can't move at all. Wow. <laughs> uh, so I had, to, I had to pull myself from that race um, and hobble around LA for the next two days. <laughs> uh, but to have failure like that sit with you, you, you want to, um, get out there and like have this um, re revenge, you know, you want to, you want to go out there and, and prove that you can do it. Um, so that's sitting with you. And, and in that time, what's going on in the world, right? Right. Everything is shutting down. Yeah. No, no chances are, to get out there for another race anytime soon at that point. Gyms are closed. Mm-hmm. Races are canceling. There's, and there's, there's, you know, there was this hope, you know, of how long it was going to be at the beginning. So you just, you're like, okay, I'm just going to keep training because something's going to happen eventually. Mm-hmm. And it was just nothing for so long um, that I was like, there's got to be some people that are doing races, right? And like so many of us, uh, a lot of us transitioned to trails in that time because trails seem to be the only big races that you know quote unquote big sometimes it's a couple hundred people in the woods but you know uh, that could be put on by certain localities as long as they had plans in place and so i found trail running and my my cousin i've mentioned before she lives in georgia and is like yeah this guy uh this guy run bomb tours does he does races and there's one up here in Georgia I'm running it you can come run it and it was a 50k mm. uh, and so that was my first for, foray into trail running and into ultra marathon so it's like a twofer gotcha. I got to go up and run Cloudland Canyon 50k and and really see that marathon's not the the pinnacle right right I want to come back to that in just a second, Greg, but before, uh, before I, I, we do, uh, just a quick reminder for everybody that today's episode is in fact sponsored by Amino Co. And, uh, one thing that, uh, I don't mention as often as I probably should, you know, they, they'll, they'll probably chastise me for not throwing this out there regularly is that whatever dietary plan you follow, like I said earlier, you know, it's a great to great way to fill in the gaps, but, uh, Amino Co products are, are pretty much universally dietary compliant. You know, if you need a gluten-free uh, supplement. Hey, Amino Co. Everything's gluten-free. Vegetarian, vegan. Yep. No animal products anywhere. Keto, all low carb, all good. So pretty much, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe there's some random, you know, and if it works for you, that's fine. But some random dietary plan out there that doesn't quite fit all of the gaps. Maybe there's something out there where Amino Co. doesn't tick the box. But, uh, I think in general, 
whatever dietary plan that works for you, low carb, high carb, low animal products, all animal products, um, I think AminoCo fits the bill. So again, check it out if you haven't done so. AminoCo.com slash Dizruns. Dizruns at checkout to save 30%. And now, Greg, kind of getting back into into the, the progression here, before you had heard about the ultra scene and experienced that first race, how much did you know about trail and ultra running? Was it, was it something that was completely foreign or, or had you at least kind of heard a little bit about it via, via, you know, social media, online running communities, things like that. Like, like how, how, how novice to trail running were you and, and ultra running? I think I was, I think I was completely oblivious. Um, like the biggest thing in my mind was always, Oh, well, you know, if you're, if you're a great runner, you, you qualify for Boston. Right. Like that was, that was the only thing, you know, and if you're really good, you get an Olympic trial qualifier, right? Like that was the most I knew of running, mm-hmm. um, like the next steps could possibly be the idea that people run off road, the idea that people run more than 26.2, you know, or hundred miles or even more mm-hmm. that I'm aware of now. It was just a complete foreign concept to me. Right. Um, so, yeah, so your cousin, I don't even know what you wear. Right, right. <laughs> so, so your cousin gets you, um, you know, exposed, if you will, to to trail running. Was it was it um, you know like a like a fish to water? Was it like holy cow, this is awesome? Was it like oh my gosh, there's so many things to trip on out here, and this kind of sucks? And there's you know like and there's no but there's no spectators. Like like what was that first ultra running? I mean, other than the fact, and, and maybe not a fact, but other than my assumption that because it was during the the pandemic time. So at least it was a race like that part was, was probably good. Um, at least I could, I could see that being good. The other parts I could see either being really good or really not good. What was your experience like for that first 50 K on the trail? It, it works out a, a different muscle. Uh, I mean, uh, figuratively and literally, um, there's a, when you're off trail, you mentioned, Oh, you have all these things to to trip on and a lot of times when you're road running it is zone out mm-hmm. running right you can you don't really have to worry about foot placement too terribly much and if you're on the same routes you kind of know the tricky parts um but you, you can just kind of run and you can get done with the run and, and not remember the whole run <laughs> uh versus a lot of trail running um your brain is just has to be almost actively engaged with every step because your, your foot placement is so different. Um, you can't, if you have elapsed and you're thinking and foot placement, it could be, you know, a bad day for you. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, and we, trail runners, we all fall at some point, but, <laughs> um, you know, there's good falls and bad falls. Yeah. Right. Um, and then, so, it was just kind of nice to have this, this change in, uh, in the mental workout because uh, all runs when you get, you know, over a marathon, they're, they're all going to be physically taxing on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was just a, a different kind of hard. Um, and then the community, uh, is just different. Like there's supportive road runners, but there's nothing like the, the trail community and like lifting each other up and, um, you know, I've heard so many people say it, but you know, when when a trail runner falls around, you you you're not worried about your time; you're worried about that person. Right. Um, and so, someone will pick you up, dust you off, make sure all your all your parts are okay, and 
Not um, leaking fluids anywhere. Like you're good to go. Yeah, I mean, like I, in 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 ultras, I've had people, you know, give me the water from their pack if mine's mm-hmm. not working, or right. just we're all kind of on this mutual mission to get to the finish line. Uh, and. Uh, I've never had more food and drink offered to me during a run than, than an ultra. Um, be at the bottom of the aid station, be given a, a shot of fireball and mm-hmm. get going. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard it said uh, somewhere, and I can't remember who to attribute it to, but that basically, like ultras, ultras are less of a running competition and more of a like a, a, a an eating competition with running involved. Um, and and I think I think that there's, yeah. there's some some real truth to that. Yeah, you have to really practice, you know, with everything because you don't know what your stomach's going to do on the day. Right. Uh, my my go-to is pierogies. Um, there you go. Because it's a pocket food that you can put in your pocket, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah, it's nice to have have some of those things with you besides just you know I, I don't I don't do gels anyway, but like I know some some yeah. like like gels I, blocks I they can only take you so far. Only take you so far for sure for sure. So, you know, the first first ultra pretty good experience it sounds like and and just kind of getting into the ultra world in in general um but also you know again if i'm doing the math somewhat correctly in about in in less than a couple years or about a couple years depending on exact dates um climb the ladder pretty quickly from 50k to to you know like you said 50 miles you did 100 mile at least one um what was what was the the progression through the the ultra distances like for you because um Again, you know, similar but different. Like I, I am at the point where like I could see a fifty mile. I could maybe see a hundred k, but a hundred miles is still just like eh, no. Like you, you hundred mile people and beyond. Like that's just that's just ridiculous. Uh, but you climbed the ladder pretty quickly. How like like what was the motivation to keep going longer, or or, or how did the progression go for you? Oh, I mean, I I love trails from my first experience with them, and um, locally they. Uh, that same race company puts on the forgotten Florida. And so it just happened to be the first year that that happened the next um, February. So I joined that. That was a 45 mile race. So now we've added, you know, another half marathon on top of 50 K. And uh, I had already signed up for my first 50 mile uh, in Bryce Canyon. Mm -hmm. Uh, that next like May. So 2021. Uh, um, <clears throat> so progressed very quickly from there. And I think uh, you can kind of, once you're completing 50 K's, it's really just about how long are you on your feet? And, and I have a job where I'm on my feet a lot. I think that really helps um, where I, I throw a backpack on, and it's got all my tools in it, and I can sometimes walk six, seven, eight miles across a large area with weight um, on. And I think that really actually assists in my in my running these long distances because when you get past a marathon, it's not you know if you walk, it's it's when. Right. Um, and so having the ability to just have that lower gear to keep you moving forward uh, really helps. Um, so we were going off about <clears throat> kind of the progression, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so from 50 miles, it, it was obvious, right? It had to be a hundred mile. Um, I, I don't know. Was, you're, you're obvious uh, and my obvious might be a little different, Greg, but uh, anyway, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> it was obvious that a hundred miles was next. So 
<clears throat> being from Florida, I did Bryce. Bryce has a lot of elevation, and it's at elevation, mm-hmm. so it's got two kind of challenging aspects. And I didn't know how I was going to do, um, but I've heard it said, and one of those, those things like you just mentioned, uh, that training in humidity is a lot like training at elevation. And my guess is there's some truth to that because I, I did pretty well. Um, the hardest parts being downhills because we don't have a lot of ways to recreate that unless you have a specialty treadmill or something. Um, and I don't, uh, (laughs) I got a condo gym or like a box gym. Mm -hmm. Those are like my options. Um, so I can figure out a way, whether it's stairs, whether it's bridge repeats, whether it's a parking garage to like get elevation and like pushing those legs up for the climb. But, right. but pushing legs down is, is, is a challenge and it, it remains. So, mm-hmm. uh, so it's just something I have to know going in, uh, that that's probably going to be the hardest part. Uh, and so, I was just looking around to see, and it's a, it's a funny way to phrase it because no hundred is easy, but you know, you start <laughs> looking, you start up. look, you start looking at ease, you know, what's, what can I train for with some specificity? Um, and so I found, you know, like a, an Excel sheet of all the hundreds in the U S and then they would break it down. This is your elevation. This is where it is. This is the website. This is how you can get in. Cause some of these are <laughs> almost right. impossible to get in. Um, and I think we may get into that, um, when we talk about future plans, but, uh, so I found this trail race in Washington, which was great because my brother lives in Washington state. Uh, and I hadn't seen him and his kids in a while. So it's like combine the two travel, see them and and do this this hundred it was put on by yeti trail runners mm. and so i'm looking up videos i learn about uh the race director jason green and just how like kind of authentic he is it, it's uh it's kind of hard to, to tell the gist of a person but he's just like a punk rock skater kid turned ultra runner um from from appalachia and just has a super big heart and uh and it really comes across he as long as he's awake uh he's at that finish line and every single runner comes across that finish line gets a hug from him and you know getting a hug from a stranger <laughs> might not be uh, doesn't sound as rewarding as it is but uh he just cares so much and his races don't have any sponsors that's kind of his punk rock skateboarder uh, nature. So it's all put on by him and the community and he he tries to get back where he can. And so between his race, the story about him and the location of the race is like, that's it. That's my, that's my hundred. Uh, so I just, I worked towards that. Um, just trying to stay on my feet as long as I could. Uh, and as often happens, we, we get little sidetracks. I got a, um, and a cyst burst on my side. And so I was sidelined like right before the race for like a month and a half, two months. I just couldn't do anything. Um, Mm -hmm. waiting for it to heal up and, and then be like, okay, (laughs) it's healed. Can I 
go back and I think, like I mentioned before, because I mm. walk so much in my job that even though I didn't run, I was able to kind of string something along and still uh, go to that race, do pretty well uh, over you know what I was trying to accomplish and right. and right. ultimately finish the race uh, and get that hug and get that belt buckle. Uh, yeah, I, I, and, and um, I mean, I, I can't even imagine, like, like I said earlier, I, I'm still nowhere near the mindset of like, yeah, I think a hundred miles is, is within, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I could do it, but like, I have no desire at this point. Right. Um, but like, I right. feel like if, if slash when that day comes or shoot, I mean, I, I ran a, a 45 miler a couple of years ago. That was my like longest, longest ultra to date. And like I was confident that I would I would finish, but it's still like you know you don't know how you're gonna like I've never gone beyond you know 32 33 miles for you know 50k ish at that point, so it's like how am I gonna feel at at you know 38 40 miles whatever, um, and I feel like you know staring down the barrel of a hundred miler, right? Um, it's a lot of you know you don't know how you're gonna feel at mile 70 at mile 75 at 80 etc. And so there's got to be some questions. There's like, like, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe there's just a, a, a exuberance of confidence for most folks that, that do these hundreds. But for the first time, it's like, all right, like, like, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm trained, you know, I'm as, I'm as well fit as I can be and, and going to go. Uh, but all this to say, to get to the question, like training didn't go perfectly, obviously with, with, with this, this cyst that, that blew and now you can't run for a little while. Um, like, how how confident were you that that you'd still be able to do it um with with you know things not going perfectly according to plan leading up to the first 100 miler i think you can't toe the line of 100 and not be confident that you can finish it whether it be <laughs> true confidence or untrue confidence like you you, you kind of have to be <laughs> dumb enough <laughs> to uh to just know that you can do it. Um, so, I mean, I was pretty confident um, if I looked at it realistically that even if I fell off, you know, my eagle, which happened, because um, I, I want to get 100 miles right. done in under 24 hours. That's like my big goal um, that hasn't happened yet. Uh, so, I knew that even if I fell off that goal, if I was pretty close and things declined towards the end, that I had time. Uh, and I think that's just that's just what you have to go in knowing, okay, I know things are going to happen. I'm going to try to fix them. But if, if things don't get fixed, I've got time. Um, yeah. And, yeah, you just have to find a way to keep going. I <laughs> I slept a few times to try to – that was my – that's, I think, my main problem is when it gets into right. 13, 14, 15 hours, just not being able to go forward in a straight line at a steady pace because you're so tired. Um, I've got some plans to hope to – hopefully get better at that uh just from listening to other runners uh like i've heard people because i work okay like you could call it a second shift right i get off at like 1 a.m so what some other runners have said they do is they'll run before work and then straight after work like of a significant distance so say run 10 miles 
before work, do your whole shift. So for me, that's 11 hours mm-hmm. and then do it again. <laughs> mm-hmm. So now you're, you're tired. You're not, you're not running the 70 miles or whatever like you would on the day beforehand, but you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you're, you're tired and, and you know, you, your brain's been working all day. Your body's been working all day, but now put yourself in that situation. So I think that's something I'm going to do this next training cycle that I haven't done uh, in the past to try to just figure out a way to either keep going or get faster mm-hmm. so that when I do have to shut my eyes for a second, that I've got a bigger, yeah. bigger window. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing with with the longer distance races. And again, you know, it all scales, right? So longer distance could be a half marathon. It could be 100 miles. It could be 200 miles. It could be whatever. Um, but the, the more time that you have out there, you know, you have more options in theory. But, you know, there's a, there's a trade-off of like if I sit down and rest for a little bit, like you lose some time, but maybe you're able to go faster. Maybe you also stiffen up and now you're, you struggle to get going. And it's, now you're going slower. Right, yeah, right. You just, there's a lot of variables. A lot of variables. A lot of variables to keep in mind. Um, you know, you kind of hinted at next, next time, you know, do you have a, a, a next hundred mile race picked out where you're going to hopefully, you know, make some, make some tweaks and get under uh, 24 hours for the first time? So I, I've already attempted it a second time. Okay. Um, that was Daytona in December. Ah, yes. Um, and that is a completely different race. Mm-hmm. It is not trail. It is a road race that starts in Jacksonville and ends in, in basically New Smyrna Beach, Ponce Inlet, if you know the area. Um, so you run north just a handful of miles and then run south like 96 miles. It's all on roads, sidewalks. It is rough. And I missed it again. Uh, so, <clears throat> uh, yes, I am in for uh, a Yeti Virginia race. Uh, it is the Yeti 100, the original. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is in September. And so we are... Uh, we're going to go for it there if, if I'm feeling good and the weather's good. If we're not, I'm actually in also for a race in January, which is local, uh, called the Long Haul 100. Long haul. Yep. Yep. And the reason I have these two races uh, and they are on separate calendar years is because my long, long-term goal is to get into Western States. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I can see that so, coming a mile away. <laughs> uh, so... Western States for the Uninitiated uh, is a race out uh, in California, um, and it's kind of it's got this long storied history, mm-hmm. but it's got this major constraint of uh, because of the trails they use, they can only have so many runners, and it's mm-hmm. like a couple hundred. It's not many, um, and so to deal with size, you have to be elite elite to get in. Uh, they have what's called golden ticket races, mm-hmm. so basically you have to win. These races, uh, which is not in the cards for me anytime soon, or you have to do, um, and it's always fun to the regular person because regular people aren't running 100 mile <laughs> races. You have to kind of be a little bit outside the box, I think. Uh, but uh, basically, you have to do qualifying races, and then each consecutive year, your um, ticket amount. Uh, doubles Mm -hmm. and so say you got one ticket for your first qualifying year if you qualify again the second year you get one plus two and it Mm -hmm. goes it scales that way uh and some people you can get in with one yep but uh on average you know you're looking at six to ten years Mm -hmm. of not being healthy enough to do hundreds complete hundreds 
and then enter. Uh, and so because of that fall off, people, <clears throat> as you get more, you have a bigger chance of getting in. Yeah. Yeah. So the goal yeah. is to stay healthy, keep doing races that are on the list, uh, and eventually get in, knowing that it, you know, in a decade it could be even longer because, you know, I'm looking at past data. Right. And more more people are running hundred because like. the odds get longer every every year theoretically. Right. So unless unless they find a way to increase capacity with a second running or mm-hmm. some other way, that's what that's what it is, right? Like you can't change it. So um yeah, so we're just gonna keep trying to knock off races on the hundreds on the on the Western States list, of which the only one in Florida is long haul. Long yep. uh, and so I think that one's gonna be a mainstay uh, or I'll just, it's early in the year. So like if there's any hiccups, I've still got a chance right. uh, to pick up other races that year. Uh, it's local. So I don't have to travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and, and it's looped. So that means for crew, it's a bit easier because they don't have to chase me down in a right. crew vehicle or anything. They can kind of set up camp, have as many supplies as we want and, and go that way. Yeah. Well, good. Good luck. That's uh, that's that's, uh, you know, there's no no guarantees, obviously, when in, in anything. But you know, especially start looking at these longer distances and then odds for Western states. But um, I'm I'm a sucker for a big goal. And so I'm, I'm excited to continue following this over hopefully not many, many, many years. But, you know, as long as it takes and, and keep keep on keeping on and, and uh, you know, get that get that name pulled out of the hat for, for Western States and you know, all of y'all, and I'm not super well versed in it, but for those of you that are like, Oh yeah. You know, like I enter the lottery for New York every year. Like this is like a whole different, different level. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out. But, um, I guess maybe starting to, to wrap things up today, Greg, uh, you know, final ish second, second to final questions, whatever that is, the penultimate question, um, you know, all in on, on ultra running and trail running. Um, still doing road stuff, still doing some Disney races as well, or have you kind of put those into the, the back burner for right now? I think I, right now I'm choosing things that either bring me towards the goal of Western States or spark some kind of joy um, in some other way. Uh, so most recently I did do uh, the Walt Disney World Marathon this year, but I only did it because I had a friend who was going to be his first marathon and I ran the whole thing with him. Gotcha. Um, so being able to, to be there for him in that moment, because I know what he's about to go through mm-hmm. and to finish it with him was super important to me. Uh, you know, that was his day, his race it wasn't about me. Um, and so will there, will there be a lot of road races? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Will the, will one or two sneak in? Sure, um, but it's got to be something that that you know speaks to me in in a in a maybe a challenge or maybe something more sentimental like that. Right, right. Well, but that's and that's that's the beauty of running is that things can ebb and flow and and you know who knows who knows what the future holds. Of course, none of us do. But like you know maybe five years from now, six years from now, you you run Western states and and you, you know you've you've ticked some of those ultra running goals that you know the sub twenty four hours and and various things like that. And then you're like you know what maybe I just want to go back and and do do Disney and like stop for all the photos and just take my time and have fun and like, and you can, you know, and that's, that's the beauty of, of running. And at least one of the beauties of running in my view is that, you know, just because something isn't something that, that floats your interest right now, 
um, or, or any longer doesn't mean you can't come back to it because, you know, good Lord willing, Absolutely. Like, those, those things aren't going to, aren't going to go away. So final question for you, Greg, we'll, we'll let you out of here. I got to give you a philosophical question to wrap things up, kind of open-ended, take it whichever way you want to go with it. Um, but in the, you know, whatever it's been now, it's six, seven, eight years of, of running, um, just kind of curious how, how running has changed you, you know, is and maybe, maybe there's some obvious ones. I mean, we kind of touched on it with, with some of the weight loss, things like that. Maybe that's not exactly true, but you know, some of those things are obvious, but maybe below the surface a little bit more, um, you know, how has, has dipping your toes into the running waters and, and now, you know, diving in deep into the, the ultra running world. Um, how has it changed the, the, the man that you were, you know, pre, pre 2016 or pre 2015, first, first times dipping your toes in the water, uh, to where you are today. I think the main thing running has kind of changed in me is just, it's given me a confidence that I can do things. And it's so, it seems so simple, right? But just setting out goals, failing to meet them, achieving them, whatever, but putting prog- putting work towards that has just shown me that I'm capable of so much more than, you know, I previously thought. And time and time again, running has showed me that, you know, what you thought was your limit is not your limit. And that carries over to the rest of, you know, real life, so to speak. Um, you, you aren't limited by what you can do today if you put forth effort towards changing it. So, uh, yeah, and that's, that's kind of my philosophy going forward is like, okay, what, what are my limits? And let's explore that and see if they truly are my limits. I love it. I love it. Keep exploring my friend and y'all, if you want to watch and watch along, follow along on the social medias as Greg continues to, to chase those goals, push those limits and see what's, what's beyond them. Uh, Instagram and Twitter at Greg in O R L for Orlando at Greg in O R L on Instagram and Twitter at Orlando ultra runner on the TikToks and the YouTubes. Um, disruns.com slash 1130. We'll have everything linked up as per usual races and social medias and all the things that we talked about today. Disruns.com slash 1130 to get you back to the show notes for today and all the links at your one click right at the fingertips, I guess. Uh, anyway, Greg, thanks for, for taking the time today. It's, it's, it's definitely been a pleasure. And, and, uh, as, as, as I'm, you know, kind of going through things, kind of kicking myself. Cause like, you know, like I used to live in Lakeland. So I was like right down the street. We could have, we could have done some of these races in, in person. We could have, could have helped crew you at, at long haul. Cause that's like, I mean, not quite my backyard, but close enough to my backyard. Like, ah, uh, so many opportunities. Well, they're moving but, it. Are they? Oh goodness. They're moving it to Colt Creek. Oh, even closer to where that's where that's where I did my 45 mile. Anyway, the small world that we yeah. that we live in and, and I'm not too far away anymore, but uh, up in Georgia now. So so who knows? Maybe our paths will cross at some point. But uh, like I said, long, long overdue uh, for this chat, um, you know, maybe somewhere down the line after you, you know, cross some of these these items off the list you get that that western states medal maybe we'll do this again or buckle western states buckle uh maybe we'll do this again but uh certainly we'll continue to keep following along continue to stay in touch uh thanks for the time today my friend and nothing but the best going forward for you thank you all right y'all thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show i hope you enjoyed the conversation between greg and myself and as per usual be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was your uh, takeaway du jour? Du jour. Um, for me, and, and and this is somewhat probably timely. I don't know that this would have stood out to me if I if, if we'd had this same conversation, you know, two months ago, three months ago. Um, but when Greg was talking about, you know, kind of dealing with his injury, training for, for the 100, and um, 
doing so much time, spending so much time on his feet, walking while carrying, you know, heavy, heavy equipment for his, his job. Um, it, it stood out to me because I've recently purchased like a, a rucking pack and, uh, am in the, the early days, early stages of doing a bit of walking around, you know, nothing, nothing crazy, but like walking around the neighborhood, taking, taking the dog for a walk, things like that while wearing a pack with some, some extra weight. And, you know, we can, we can dig into that somewhere if, if, if you want to down the road, but I, I just, I just am, am, I don't know, not curious. That's not the right word, but I, I wonder how often those of us that maybe aren't doing some of these really longer distance races overlook the benefit of time on feet. And, you know, when, as a coach and, and working with some ultra running athletes, like time on feet is a big piece of the puzzle, walking, getting, just being out, being up and active and moving around and, and maybe adding a little bit of weight, a little bit of resistance, not necessarily to run in, but just well, while walking around to add just a little bit of intensity to day-to-day activities. Again, you know, walking the dog, going, going to the mailbox, things like that. Um, maybe just maybe has more benefit than we, than we think. Right. And so when Greg was talking about, yeah, you know, I, I just walk around, I spend a lot of time on my feet. I'm, I'm active and moving and I'm carrying this, this, this weight all the time with my tools and whatnot. Um, it was just like, huh? Like there's, there's, you know, one of those things where just because it's recency bias of me kind of getting down this rabbit hole of, of rucking a little bit more. And then hearing Greg talk about that and how maybe that really, you know, was, was super beneficial for him as he, you know, kind of continues to work towards this Western States goal qualifying or, or getting picked in the lottery there. Um, but, but running more hundred milers and, and up in the distance that way. Um, and it's just something that's, that's intriguing to me. And, and that's why it stood out. That's why it was a takeaway that like, maybe it's, it's, it's still not the same thing as running and I'm not going to give up running for, for, for rucking at least not anytime soon. But is that maybe, maybe an ideal cross training scenario? I don't know. I'm not ready to plant my flag there just yet, but maybe, maybe. So anyway, that's what stood out to me is, is Greg's, the, the benefit that Greg saw from, from, for lack of a better way of saying it, from rucking around. And, uh, maybe I'll see some benefit from that as well. Stay tuned for more on that. I'm sure though. No, no plans on putting it to the test over a hundred miles, but maybe putting it to the test over, uh, you know, marathon or a 50 K or maybe it maybe a 50 miler one of these days, you know, we'll see to be determined to be determined. But that was my takeaway from today. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? If you're willing to share it, I would love to hear it at Dizruns on Twitter at Dizruns on Instagram. Of course, you can also send an email to Dizruns at gmail.com. And you can also, also head over to the show notes for today. Dizruns.com slash 1130. Dizruns.com slash 1130. We'll get you there below the photos, below the links, below all the nonsense that's at the end of the post. Ways to contact me, yada, yada, yada is that comment section. Of course, that's a good way to contact me too. Uh, but leave your leave your thoughts and feedbacks right there in that, that comment section. Type to your heart's content. No character, although there probably is a character limit. I say no character limit. There's probably a character limit. But you've got, you've got some, some freedom to uh, express yourself, share your thoughts, share your feedbacks and takeaways from today's episode in that comment section. Again, disruns.com slash 1130 is the link. We'll also have in the, the show notes for today a little a little uh, something something for AminoCo. Make it easy for you to, to pop over there, do a little shopping to help supplement your supplement game. No, help step up your supplement game. Maybe simplify your supplement. Something about your supplement game, we'll have it there. Uh, and AminoCo is a great way to do that. And again, whatever dietary preferences you might have, it probably fits. And uh, it certainly does, does the trick in terms of helping with recovery, helping with the pre-workout, little midday pick-me-up, all the things. 
uh, aminoco.com slash disruns. That's A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com slash disruns. And uh, again, make sure you use the code disruns at checkout. Save yourself 30% on whatever it is that you order. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up, y'all. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the attention. Thanks for taking Greg and I with you today. And until next time, y'all, be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, right? Later, y'all.